not at the track? The Hot Pass Racing Network puts you at the track with ARCA and all the major NASCAR series. From Daytona to the final checkered flag, the Hot Pass Racing Network is your inside pass. All right, race fans, let's get rowdy. The next 60 minutes will be two men talking one thing and one thing only, racing. From the third tracks of the Carolinas to the super speedways of Daytona and Talladega, no race is too big or small for this duo. Ladies and gentlemen, these are our hosts, Rowdy Maglite and Kyle Magda. This is the Rowdy Maglite Show. All right, hey, we brought the 2022 season to the end this weekend, guys, in Phoenix. I'd like to welcome Kyle back. Man, Kyle, we started here at Daytona, taking it all the way to the end. A lot of surprises in this year, Kyle. The new car lived up to everything I expected, 19 different winners. Joey Logano, Penske. We talked earlier, man. Penske, Joey started off at the Coliseum, ended it at Phoenix. You had uh, Austin Cedric winning the 500. Not a bad year for uh, Penske. It was a good year for for Team Penske, uh, IndyCar Championship with Will Power as well. So uh, good year for them. Uh, Joey Logano dominating Sunday's uh, cup race and uh, going on to win and holding off his teammate Ryan Blaney uh, for the victory. So, uh, yeah, a good weekend for Ford. Uh, They get two of the three championships of Phoenix. Uh, Actually, I think that's four of the championships because I think Jake Drew drives a Ford as well. If I'm not mistaken. Um, so, yeah, Rowdy, um, Ford had a good weekend, it sounded like. Uh, you know, uh, we only all the pole sitters won. That was interesting. So uh, I, was, I was really, you know, not surprised. You know, it was good to have practice and qualifying back. I know we had it back last year for the weekend, but it's always good to have practice and qualifying for the championship race. And, uh, yeah, Rowdy, four races, uh, the Arca West race on Friday afternoon, Friday morning there, and then the, the truck race Friday night, and then uh, the Xfinity race Saturday evening, and the cup race on Sunday. So a uh, lot of stuff going on, um, a lot of good things, a lot of bad things. So uh, it's just been, a, been an interesting weekend so far. Well, Kyle, uh, a lot of highs there forgives family for a while and uh, the lows come when Corey Gibbs passed away Saturday night after his son's uh, victory in victory lane to win the Xfinity Series. Uh, lots of thoughts and prayers going out to the Gibbs family. God. Yeah, it's another uh, son lost for Joe Gibbs. Uh, J.D. passed away a few years ago, so uh, just, uh, you know, both actually raced, uh, Coy and JD both raced. Yeah, pretty heartbreaking. Um, got to ask Coy Gibbs a question in the media center about Ty last year at Pocono. So, uh, yeah, it was very stunning. Um, right after, uh, him winning the race in the NASCAR Xfinity Series title, um, he's expected to be in the 18 car next year, so, uh, in the cup car. So, um, yeah, just a big... You know, so much happened in the last week, you know, with, with, with Ty's move in Martinsville, and then uh, goes to Phoenix, holds off Noah Greggs and Justin Allgaier. Uh, I was watching the highlights this morning, pretty good race, uh, the NASCAR Xfinity Series. But uh, Ty Gibbs takes home the hardware, and 
Um, not a bad way to get out of the Xfinity Series before he heads the Cup next year. And, uh, you know, Chastain, Ross was up there a little bit. But, you know, I, I think that one-time champion with uh, Joey Logano paid off to give him his second one there. I, I, you know, Bisky's hard to beat, guys. I think the Fords are hard to beat in general. I mean, even Stuart Haas ran really well yesterday. Uh, Chase Briscoe ran up there. Kevin Harvick. I mean, no surprise Kevin Harvick runs good at Phoenix. But uh, Blaney was up there. I mean, the Fords were running pretty good. Um, You know, Ross Chastain was able to break up the Ford party in third. And, you know, Ross Chastain, I mean, we talked about his move last week and started 25th in the race, finished third. It wasn't good enough, but still a runner-up finish isn't too bad. Just hope that he doesn't get the runner-up jinx, Rowdy. Um, that's the only thing I don't like because uh, Martin Truex Jr. Uh, finished second last year and he didn't make the playoffs this year. So, But, uh, yeah, the, uh, the all the pole sitters won. Uh, Sammy Smith for the Arco West race. Zane Smith, the champion and the winner in the truck race. Ty Gibbs, the winner and the champion in the Xfinity race. And then Joey Logano. Uh, the winner and the champion in the cup race. So, uh, yeah, pole sitters look good, you know. Um, you know, I know you and I were talking all weekend about that. We had the show Saturday. And, uh, yeah, uh, big surprise there. Um, no split championships. Um, for anybody, you know, just the drivers and the owners going to the same team. Um, I know we talked about that after Kyle Larson won Homestead with the five car. Uh, they finished third in the owner points. Uh, just quickly, owner point-wise, it was the 22, the 1, the 5, and the 20. Those were the, the four. That's how they That's how they ran. And uh, surprised, uh, Christopher Bell was up there for a while. I know he had a bad pit stop. That kind of cost him. And then uh, just, uh, you know, it's just been a weird, uh, just a weird weekend. You know, Ford looked really good, like you said. And then uh, you know, Toyota got a few wins. So, uh, you know, that's kind of the future of the sport here. And, uh, you know, to mix it up with the veterans, so it was a pretty good weekend. Uh, it wasn't a very strong day for Chase Elliott. Uh, Kyle, Chase needs to take a little time off and search his soul and uh, come up with some peace there. He's been in turmoil. I, I, I can tell the difference in his, in his old press conferences. And we don't talk negative here, but... Chase struggling with something, guys. I don't know what it is, but it affected him yesterday. Hey, Kyle, here's something that I said would play out at the fi- or could play out, and that's what that single look nut We never heard from it all day. Chase Elliott was kind of a non-factor all day. Um, I don't know. It just seemed different from last year. I feel like he had a little. They had a little more speed last year in the race. Um, I know he finished fourth, and when it was all said and done, did lead a chunk of that race. Uh, you know, swapped the lead with Kyle Larson last year, and I, I don't know. It just didn't seem like they had it uh, Sunday afternoon. Um, you know, I thought Chase was going to be really good out of the box. You know, just like he was in 2020. Um, had to start in the rear in that race too. So. Uh, yeah, just really surprised they they weren't up to, to standard. I'm, I'm surprised they. I, I mean, I know they had the thing with Ross Chastain Rowdy. I don't know. Uh, I kind of think I don't know. I thought it was kind of two drivers going for the same piece of real estate. Um, you know, especially at that point in the race. You know, that's something I don't like about Phoenix Rowdy is when they're cutting the dog leg. That gets a little dicey. I know it makes it for great racing, but. 
it, it gets very dicey when you do when you're when you're getting late in the race like that and you're cutting the dog leg like that. Um, you know, it's something's bound to happen, and we saw it with Ross Chastain and Chase Elliott. So, um, I mean, like I said, I don't mind them cutting the dog leg. I, I just think it's dangerous just because, you know, you see cars fanning and trucks fanning out four and five wide. Um, and, Rowdy, just remember, um, I know we, I know what happened one time at Phoenix with cutting the dog leg. Uh, I think it was right after the repave in 2011. Um, you know, we've seen drivers just run that low lane, like on the apron below the start finish line and then just have a bad angle in the corner. So you know, that's the only thing I, I would keep an eye on. You know, that, that's what I'm when I've seen races at Phoenix in the past and and recently. So um yeah, I I I mean, you know, it's good to good to see hard racing like that. I know I know Chase probably thought he got wrecked, but uh, I don't know, it just seemed like it was a racing deal to me. A lot I mean, with that fan out on those great starts and now, just to see him try and, well, I mean, we've seen the leader in second place go racing down through there. First and second place racing down towards the bottom of the line of that big wide spot. I mean, that front stretch reminds me a lot as far as fanning out Okano, Kyle. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing, Rowdy, but uh, I think Pocono, you're, you're more you're more a well a way to get away with it than you are at a Phoenix. I think Phoenix, you make a a, a mistake, a small mistake, you're gonna pay for it. So, uh, yeah, I mean you are right. It does remind me of Pocono a lot um, with the fanning out four and five wide on the front stretch. But uh, yeah, I mean, but like I said, it makes for dicey racing though when you when you are cutting the corner like that. So, um, yeah, um, we had you know some good races this weekend. Um, they were all pretty good. Um, Sammy Smith uh, started on the pole, uh, made a little contact with Taylor Gray. The, the Arkham Menards Series officials didn't agree, gave him a one-lap rough driving penalty, and then he came back and won the race. So uh, Kyle Busch Motorsports out on top in the Arkham Menards Series. I don't know what's going to happen with that program, Rowdy. Um, I know we haven't really talked about it, but, um, you know, with them going to Chevrolet next year, it was announced over the weekend. Uh, Chase Purdy's going to be in the number four Kyle Busch Motorsports Chevrolet truck, and then the 51 is going to be uh, split with by Jack Wood, Kyle Busch, and others. So um, they're going to have two trucks next year with the Chevrolet banner, and uh, Sammy Smith gets the win to uh, end the uh, the 2022 Arca West season. Uh, hey, it's going to be interesting. I, I would think Kyle shift that car is going to from Toyota to Chevrolet and. Parker, that's what I would say. I mean, we got Chevrolet. Uh, you're probably you're probably right. I, I I don't. I think that program is really good right now, and whoever steps in that car, if they do bring it back next year, I think it's going to be really interesting. Um, not sure who's going to be in it if they do intend to bring it back. Um, we don't really know what's going on with Sammy Smith yet. We don't know what's going on with John Hunter Nemechek yet. I mean, they're both expected to be in some, some capacity with Toyota. Um, Corey Heim, I'm not sure what his deal is. I believe he's under Toyota's contract right now. So um, kind of have their own arsenal right now, Toyota does. And, you know, we have Chandler Smith leaving Toyota, going over to College Racing next year, the NASCAR Xfinity Series. So, um, but, uh, yeah, uh, Rowdy, I was surprised. I really thought Chandler Smith would have ran better in the truck race. Um, you know, he won it the year before. And, uh, you know, but Zane Smith, you know, right place, right time. Very good truck race, by the way. 
By the time Majeski yeah. spun out late, trying to trying to go for it, and then uh, you know they had, they had the overtime finish, and you know there was a lot of like different differing pitch strategies, which I liked. Um, Rowdy, I did really bad with my scorecard this weekend, except for the Cup race. Uh, made it to lap 40, the truck race, fell asleep, woke up with 10 to go, and I missed missed I think the last hundred and some laps of the Xfinity race. But uh, still, you know, um, you know that's what happens when you know you're you're, you're trying to work and. You know, trying to keep up with everything, but um, yeah, you know, it was a good, good weekend. You know, I'm able, I'm thankful to see the highlights and everything. And um, you know, we've had, we have a lot of content from the weekend. I'm glad we did that show Saturday. Um, you know, hearing from the NASCAR Xfinity Series guys and uh, Rowdy, I gotta stop picking these races, man. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I had three, three picks this weekend and none of them won. So uh, I don't know. I gotta, maybe I gotta just, you know, just, just stick to my day, my day job or something like that. Kyle, we both talked about Zane Smith. We kind of knew if, if Zane was your pick to win, we both had that kind of called after the first couple of races when he was really on fire. Then he kind of hit a, a, a level spot there. But, look, all you got to do is speak for that last one, and, and he did, Kyle. But, uh, Drew, we've got a, a real quick one of Drew Dollar. Isn't that correct? Sammy Smith. Of, uh, Sammy Smith? Smith. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, we sure do. We'll start our post-race presser, and uh, we are now joined by the winner of today's Art Menards West race, Sammy Smith. Sammy, why don't you just start off by uh, talking about your run out there, and uh, congratulations on winning the season finale. Yeah, thank you. It was, a, uh, it was a good day overall. I felt like we had a really fast car, and I think the biggest thing was there, just uh, hate getting the tailor, but I felt like it was more a racing deal, and um, he kind of came down when he was still there, and uh, obviously it sucks what happened, but uh, it was good good to come back from the back twice and uh, make a show out of it. Excellent. If you have a question for Sammy, please raise your hand, and we'll get you a mic. Go here, Justin. Justin Schuler kicking the tires. Uh, Sammy, I know it doesn't matter that you won, but do you agree with that call, or because you said it was a racing deal, but can you kind of elaborate more on how you feel it was a racing deal versus the penalty? Yeah, I, I kind of disagree, but um, I guess you got to look at it from two sides and, and look at it from the ARCA side, and, and kind of, you know, it was frustrating for me because I felt like he kind of came down on me, and I just, I stayed in it and didn't lift, and um, I guess from their side, they got a couple of tore-up race cars, and um, I guess it could have got somebody hurt, so luckily no one got hurt, and um, at the end of the day, it was, it was a uh, good day, just thanks to TMC, Pilot Flying J, um, Allstate, Peterbilt, Toyota, um, everyone that makes, makes fast race cars, and uh, it's been an awesome season. Here's Zach. Zach Sternial with NASCAR.com. Sammy, um, I'm curious on the Xfinity side, um, just how things have been at the shop this week. Obviously, uh, we know the controversy last week, and I know that you ended up getting some damage there uh, through other contacts. So what's the vibe at the shop been this week heading into this weekend? Yeah, it's been good. I think, you know, I've talked to Ty, and I like to keep our uh, conversations private, but, you know, it's been it's been a really good vibe around the uh, shop, and hopefully we can go uh, – now hopefully he goes and gets that championship tomorrow. Anything else for Sammy? I don't know if we have anyone in the press box with press box questions. All right. Well, congratulations, Sammy, and uh, enjoy the offseason. Thanks, guys. All right, Kyle. All right, Rowdy. Sammy Smith, one of the Arco West okay. Race of Phoenix. You've got Jake also, don't we? 
Uh, joined by our Arkham Menard Series West champion, and that's Jake Drew. Uh, Jake, talk about how, how it feels hearing that and win the championship in the series. It feels uh, incredible, uh, especially after how everything went down last year, coming so close. It's, uh, it's been an incredible feeling to uh, have such a dominant year and uh, pretty much wrap it up one race early and uh, to come to Phoenix and enjoy the last race of the season and then the uh, last race for Sunrise Racing and Bob Rincotti and uh, just put a good, uh, good uh, exclamation point on the opportunity he's given me. All right, if you have a question for Jake, uh, please raise your hand. We'll get you a mic. We'll start over here. And I'll move to Davey. Jonathan Fiel, the race experts.com, ESPN Radio Albuquerque. How's it feel just to come back to Phoenix this year, overcoming that heartbreak from last year and just pulling through? Yeah, it's definitely been a, a, a deep breath of fresh air for sure to uh, have the, just, you know, a different story this year, right? And uh, it's just incredible feeling to me so far. And um, <clears throat> it was nice to uh, not have any stress today and just be able to learn and gain some experience on some of these big mile tracks and, uh, you know, something we're not used to on the West Series. So it's been a, it's been a great day so far. <laughs> David? David Siegel with SiriusXM. Did you almost dread coming back here? knowing what happened to you last year, even though you had it wrapped up pretty much, did you almost have a little anxiety coming back? No, I mean, we came back here in the spring already, and we had a, we had a good run there, so I knew uh, even if we had a tight points battle, we had a, we had a good opportunity today. <laughs> so what were the last couple weeks like, knowing you essentially had it locked up? I mean, did you get the chance to celebrate already, or were you kind of superstitious waiting till it was officially official? What was the last couple weeks like? No, I, I was a little superstitious. Uh, I Everybody kept saying, uh, congrats, champ, and I'm like, no, not yet, not till we start the race. So um, I've just been uh, still trying to do my job as good as I can and uh, enjoy these last couple of weeks. There's Justin over here. Justin Schuler kicking the tires. I asked you out on pit road, but um, you've raced for Bob Brincotti, who is now closing his ARCA doors. Um, what's it like to be the guy to give someone like that after 22 years being in the ARCA series? What's it like to give Bob uh, a championship on his way out? Uh, it's an indescribable feeling. I just I can't believe that I've uh, I'm putting the period on a on such a legacy that he's left here in the West Series, and uh, I'm just so thankful for the opportunity he's given me. And I just I can't believe that uh, I'm the last guy to do it. It's just, I look at the list of drivers every day that have. Uh, come and go through Bob's shop and driving his cars, and it's truly an honor to be part of that whole uh, program. We'll go uh, to Jim and then Chris. Jim Hunter, motorsport.com. You've done two seasons now of ARCA West. Do you have plans for next season, or what how, What would you like to do? Uh, uh, I'd love to be uh, behind the wheel of a truck, hopefully, but uh, as of right now, there's no plans to be doing that. Um, I will be moving back east to uh, get my feet wet back there and get in the mix and hopefully uh, make something happen. Chris? What's the biggest thing that you learned this year about yourself and the overcoming the challenges that you did face throughout the season? Uh, biggest thing I learned about myself is just that uh, I'm able to do it. I have the ability and I have the, I've grown the confidence to be able to perform every week and um, just knowing, like I said, just knowing that I'm, I have the capabilities of uh, succeeding in this. Um, biggest challenge is just uh, just learning as much as I can every time and staying on top of everything and uh, just getting more and more used to these cars every week. Thank you. Any final questions for Jake? Anyone in the press box? All right, Jake. Well, congratulations once again and enjoy your off season.
Well, that's the question. What do you do when you run two seasons and successfully in ARCA? Get out and you hustle you up a truck ride, Kyle. Right, I didn't even know Bob Brancati was shutting his team down. But, uh, yeah, um, good, good way to go out with Jake Drew, um, who had a really good year in the Arkham and Arts Series. So, uh, yeah, it was good to, to see him run well. And I know he ran that one race to Portland. I know he was in the rain and everything. But, you know, it was good. It was good to see him and good to see him run well. And, you know, I mean, there were some big races that he had, you know, um, like the Sonoma race, I think you won Sonoma, so that was a big win, um, especially when you're on the same stage, especially if you're there with the NASCAR Xfinity Series or the NASCAR Cup Series. Um, that's a big deal to win. So, um, yeah, I had a really good year with the Bob Crotty gang, and uh, now uh, we'll hopefully maybe he'll be in a truck next year. We don't know yet. But, uh, Rowdy, I just wanted to say uh, I was I was looking up something. Uh, how about how about Caden Honeycutt getting a top ten in the truck race? Um, I didn't even notice that. Um, we were that's a pretty good run that, for him. Kyle. That's his best. That's his best career finish, I believe. Hey, congratulations, Caden. That's pretty good. He's uh, he's had a pretty successful summer. We've had him on just a couple weeks ago, and uh, maybe catch him. No, we'll get him for the snowball derby. Finished ninth rowdy for On Point Motorsports uh, Friday night in the truck race. So a good run. For that team, you know, they did finish second with Brennan Pullett, Charlotte in 2019. So um, they have run well and they have run good before. So, uh, yeah, um, you know, the season's over now. At least the NASCAR season's over. Um, you know, we still got uh, well, we still got some racing in PA too, Rowdy. Uh, we got Baps Motor Speedway with their finale this weekend coming up. Saturday, November 12th, uh, the 410 sprints, the 358 modifieds. Typical end-of-the-year show there. Um, there's a rain date of Sunday, November 13th, so I'm hoping to get to that. Um, you know, couldn't make the Bridgeport show a few weeks uh, last weekend, but uh, trying to uh, get there. And we also had the World Finals this weekend as well, Rowdy. But, uh, you know, I know we're kind of focused on the championship, but, um, you know, we still had racing elsewhere. And, um, you know, Charlotte getting that done. You know, Bridgeport Speedway had their Danny, the Danny Serrano 120000 to win for the uh, the Foley Cat Modifieds. So, uh yeah, it's been, it was a busy race weekend, a lot going on, and, uh, you know, we'll still hear from the rest of the winners today. All right. We are now joined by our 2022 NASCAR Camping World Truck Series champion driver, Zane Smith. Zane, congratulations on the on the run. We'll get right to questions. I know there will be several. Start up here to Jerry, then go to Matt, and then John. Jerry Jordan kicking the Paris.net. Zane, uh, were you just not going to be denied? I mean, another runner-up finish probably <coughs> probably been apoplectic after that. So were you just not going to be denied there at the end? Yeah, I knew our, our night had gone too smooth at times, and um, we struggled bad on pit road. And I went from dominating the race, being the first seed, to with a restart, restarting 11th with 11 to go as the fourth seed. And um, I wasn't going to – if Bob Jenkins was going to get a wreck truck or a championship trophy at the end of the day. So I was not going to um, lose another one. I 
I just, it's, it scarred me too bad. And, um, yeah, uh, probably the craziest finish I've ever been a part of and obviously the biggest win I've ever had, but just so proud of everyone. Go up here to Matt. Matt Weaver, Racing America. Um, first of all, the four-wide move, you found yourself in four-wide bottom. Was there ever a doubt that that was going to work out in your favor? I have no idea when that was. Was that with, like, five to go, or how many was that to go? That was the uh, ten to go. Ten to go. Oh, man. Yeah, a lot happened that I don't even know. Um, yeah, I, I know. I think I was underneath Chandler at that time, and um, we were adoring each other, and we were nose-to-nose, and both of us obviously weren't going to lift. And um, I mean, I... I have said it in a few other interviews, but I just want to give a, a shout out to the other three. We had a, every opportunity to wreck each other, and we battled hard, hit each other, but didn't wreck each other. And we were fighting for the, a championship. Um, so a lot of respect goes out to them. And I don't know if it was an exciting finish, but I got a heart attack at the line. To that point, with Ben behind you, like he he drove you pretty hard, but he didn't wreck you. Um, how nervous were you going into that final corner, knowing that Ben was going to take some kind of shot? Yeah, pretty nervous. I guess I, I talked to my spotter. He said that he was on my bumper from the time I turned off the wall, um, but I really didn't feel him until about center of the corner, and I started getting really loose, and I was so worried he was gonna. I, it was a uh, Xfinity finish from last year, do over, and um, I got really loose and then really tight, and then I heard the screaming of my spotter, which I knew we had it, and I'm just now getting my voice back. We'll go upstairs for a question. Uh, Chris, I guess I'm stuck on uh, Zane. I was just wondering um, if you had a chance to speak to Bob Jenkins yet and if you did what that conversation was like. I have not. Um, unfortunately, Bob uh, isn't here tonight. Um but I can assure you I probably have a phone call from him. I haven't been able to check my phone. It's been pretty the busiest victory lane celebration I've ever been a part of. So um, it's been so cool to, to celebrate with family, friends, um, just on the West Coast in general. And, yeah, I mean, I just truly can't believe the night we've had. Jonathan Field, the racing experts, uh you know, a year ago, you had the runner-up finish in the championship. Your future is kind of up in the air. How is it now sitting there, the champion, bright future ahead? Yeah, definitely a lot has changed. I have literally stood in this parking lot three years in a row, not knowing what I'm going to be doing next year. And I knew going into this, as I've been through way worse times, and regardless of the outcome tonight, I'm going to have a job next year. And that's such a weight off your shoulders. And so... Um, with him giving me that confidence, I want to reward him with a championship, and I felt like that's why I don't want to say I raced so much harder, but um, I just couldn't lose another one. It just wasn't an option, and so um, yeah, just just crazy where I'm at mentally and, and the how great things are going in my life right now, and so I'm just trying to ride it as long as I can. What is Zach? Exactly. 
Dexter Neola with NASCAR.com. Zane, congratulations. Um, you talked about the men that mentality. Was is there one moment you can kind of pinpoint as as a turning point for you? Obviously, I know there was there was the heartbreak of finishing second the last couple of years, but getting behind the wheel of this 38 truck, would, is there one thing that you noticed click differently for you uh, this year? Is there a moment that stands out? I mean, probably just overall like team morale. Um, we. Like, I had a great relationship with my past team at GMS, but um, I don't want to call them old, but it was an older group, and the group that I have now is, is just younger, and um, and I, I feel like we weren't always hanging out at the shop. We were also hanging out outside of work, and so I just think that goes a really long way, and um, me and Chris Lawson have a really good relationship, and he's a past racer of himself, and um, we just, we click right away. And then, uh, my engineer, Dylan Capello, we grew up racing together since I was about 12 years old. And, um, he's from out here and, uh, we spend every Monday together in, in sim. And, um, it's just that same deal as he's a past racer himself and still races some when he can. But, um, I just feel like the communication is there a lot quicker than, um, most. Compared to Bob and Tom the most. Uh, Bob Hockris, Fox Sports. Uh, does a driver who wants to be in the Cup Series and wants to win races in the Cup Series have, have to win races like this? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, I've literally watched it. I went from my very first year in trucks to, to winning um, a, a couple races in my rookie season and uh, getting possibly an opportunity at a, a cup car, and I thought that was crazy. And then uh, last year, I felt like we were really fast but struggled bad on execution. I felt like everything happened to us that year, and we still were able to advance into the Final Four with winning at Martinsville. Um, but <clears throat> I feel like this year, uh, winning at Daytona and then a few more wins right after that, and then how the format is now, it's like if you get into the Final Four, we all are, have the same mentality of, man, this is a championship of our own, and whoever's the best of us four is the champion. And so um, it's just really hard to get here in the first place, and then to execute on this day is to a whole other level, and I don't think we could execute it any better. Tom. Tom Balls, front stretch in CBS Sports. Zane, two quick ones for you. On the Fox broadcast, they mentioned, you know, you sent out 120 voicemails at the end of last year, and Front Row was the only one that called you back. That kind of caught me off guard. Is that true? And if so, how did that really motivate you to deliver for them this year? Yeah, that's actually, uh, I guess a lot of that story is true, but there, there's more details. It's a long story. Um, I had obviously lost the championship with eight laps to go last year, and um, front row was not one of the places that I called. I didn't even think it was an opportunity. And I had a uh, ride pretty much set up. Um, and I was excited about it, but it was literally about 30 minutes later after, yeah, these 120 phone calls probably in the past couple of days, um, I had gotten a call from Front Row Motorsports that uh, they wanted me to run, run their truck. And um, that really caught my eye because 
I knew the people that were on the truck and the people are what makes these things go fast. And I just recognized their work ethic and how bad they wanted it and wanted it really bad also, especially for my past couple of years of losing this. Um, and <clears throat> yeah, long story short, we're in Phoenix celebrating a championship. And along those lines, we had the other championship four guys in here. And Chandler Smith came out and said, you know what, 38, they were pretty much the most deserving team all year. All three pretty much agreed that you guys end-to-end -end were really one of the strongest teams. Can you just talk about the camaraderie in, that, in the series and the respect, you know, the other drivers are showing towards you? Yeah, big time. Um, I mean, I, I touched on it some of how hard we raced, all four of us, for not only a, a win but a championship together, and we didn't wreck each other. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, I have a, a ton of respect for them. Probably, uh, I knew going into this tonight, you're probably going to have to win the race to win the championship just with how strong the 18 was on short tracks especially. Um, and then the 66 with how much momentum he's had. And then the 99 seems to always be there as well. So um, it was a, a tough Final Four, but uh, ultimately we we had the best group and um, – Came out on top. We're going to Lewis and then wrap it up with Jerry. Lewis Torres, the podium finish. You, you talked about how you wanted to bring an org, the organization to championship, but also for Ford, how special it is to do it under those circumstances to get that title for them in the truck series? Yeah, pretty special. Obviously, Ford doesn't have many trucks out there, and it's um, I knew going into tonight that it was me versus Toyota. And so um, – I don't know, it made me want to get him a championship that much more. And so uh, there was times throughout the race of, yeah, it was it was difficult when I was boxed in by KVM pretty much for the first half. Um, and then uh was able to get in clean air and, and kind of control that. And, um, yeah. And being a young man from the West Coast, how gratifying is it just to bring one out Fordham, considering California has had various drivers that have been able to accomplish many great things on a national level. Yeah. Um, I mean, when I found out that Phoenix was going to be the new homestead, I was pretty excited about that just because I I like Phoenix since the get-go. And um, I really like homestead too, but um, I don't know. This is as close to home as, as I get. And so it's so cool having family, friends, um old sponsors that are family, um, just all of them here. And since I was a little kid, they this is what our goal was, was, man, maybe one day, if everything's right, we'll be able to go uh, chase wins in the truck series. Or I don't even know if that was realistic then, in any top three series in NASCAR. And, um, and many, many times it seems so this ain't happening. And – we just never gave up, and they probably believed in me more than I believed in myself a lot of times, but um, I'm just really happy I proved them right. We'll close it out with Jerry. Jerry Jordan, net. The last time we had a Truck Series champion celebration here, it was much less subdued. You mentioned you're going to have a celebration. What is that going to look like? Yeah, it takes more than like two Bud Lights to get me drunk. All right. Well, Zane, congratulations. Thank you. We've got one more up here to, uh, to Matt.
just a follow up. Um, you, you mentioned all the people that's helped get you to this point, and it's kind of a small part of your career. But Gary Crooks, and I'm curious, yeah. moving over to North Carolina and Mooresville and racing with Gary, um, what role did he play in just getting you acclimated to stock car racing at this level? So much. Um, I occasionally text Tony and a couple guys uh, that were on that group, and. Uh, I still look back to those days like, oh, my God, those were the most fun days of my life when we would go down to Speed Weeks and get a house together and um, and just go racing. It was it was so much fun. And, um, yeah, Gary, it, it taught me so much. Um, I do have some super late model races that I want to go do some next year. Um, I don't know for who yet, possibly Gary. <laughs> I don't know what he has available, but um, – yeah, I mean, I miss that whole atmosphere a lot, and um, I was talking to actually Chandler some during media day, and he was telling me how just different the super late model world is of how hard you could run now, so I'm really interested in it, and um, yeah, trying to put some stuff together for next year. All right, Zane, well, congratulations on the championship, and enjoy the off season. Thank you. And Kyle... The super late models has really got popular. I mean, with North Wilkesboro coming back and it being a complete sellout. Uh, hey, Snowball Derby coming up, man. If you haven't got your tickets, you better get them now. I would think Zane Smith is pretty much talking to Chandler Smith. Just pretty much said he's going to be at the Derby, Kyle. Be nice for Audi. Uh, I think Chandler's running the Snowball Derby, but uh, but nice to see Zane Smith too. Um, seen Zane Smith want to pass South uh, Super Late Model Race once at Concord. So um, yeah, it's a while ago, but uh, yeah, Rowdy, uh, been a been an interesting year in the Super Late Model world, and uh, you know we still got the Snowball Derby coming up, and then uh, you know that's about it, you know, for the rest of the year. Well, let's jump in there and listen to Ty. I'm big. Ty's riding high wave at that point, but uh, the next woke up the next morning was a complete heartbreak. Uh, we are now joined by the 2022 NASCAR Xfinity Series champion Ty Gibbs. We'll get right to questions. I'm sure there's plenty. If you have a question, please raise your hand. We'll get a mic to you. We'll start with Zach and go to Matt. Let's hear it, Zach. <laughs> Zach Sterney NASCAR.com. First of all, congratulations, Ty. Thank you. Um, uh, Noah was in here earlier, and he said that you raced like a champion tonight and that you deserved it. Um, there was the handshake afterward. What was your reaction to him coming up to you and him showing some uh, respect after um, maybe some disrespect earlier this week? For sure, definitely a lot of disrespect, but you know, I really respect him coming up, and I feel like I've known him for a really long time, so um, definitely some harsh words said, but it's part of it, and it's part of the past. Uh, you know, that, that I'm on here, and um, I, I definitely respect him. I feel like we had a lot of great racing with Noah and his teammates as well tonight. So um, thank you to him, and, and thank you for all the kind words. Uh, awesome to be able to, you know, be able to get this championship. There's also a lot of hard racing on the racetrack between uh, yourself, him, and, and Justin. So yep. um, what was going through your mind through those uh, close moments as well? Yeah, I really felt like we put on a good show. So um, I definitely know from inside the car it felt like it was a lot going on, and hopefully – the fans enjoyed that, and that's part of the Xfinity Series. You know, that's where names are made here. So hopefully uh, I made one tonight, and we'll move on. All right, we'll go up to uh, Matt. Dustin, do you have a question? 
We'll go Matt and then Dustin. Matt Weaver, Racing America. Um, in this moment where there's lots to celebrate, but there's also a lot of just tension in the air and all the things that have happened the past week, have you fully been able to embrace being able to celebrate and be in this moment, or is it kind of having to balance both of those kind of conflicting feelings, if that makes sense? Yeah, for sure. I definitely have made some mistakes in, in the past and, and last weekend, but, you know, the best thing for me is to move on, and that's what I did today in, in my race, and, and we won. So just moving on and, and learn from my mistakes. I can't go back and change the past, and if I could, I would, but you know, that's, the, that's why we can't do that. And, you know, the best thing for me is to learn from it, but, you know, to be able to be a champion is awesome. I remember you interviewing me in late model races at South Boston and, and Tri-County Speedway, you know, a long time ago. So it's cool to see you, and, and just it's 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 really cool. You and uh, Lane Riggs. And that Lane Riggs, dusty, Greg uh, Marlowe, Josh box. Berry. That's right. Josh posted uh, something this morning, so I, I reposted it from five years ago. It's crazy that, you know, time flies that fast. Yeah, for sure. Um, sorry. Uh, because everyone's had very – harsh and I guess kind of critical things to say this this last week. Um, how do you go about now as you transition to what we think is going to be the next stage of your career to, to mend some of those relationships or perceptions? Do you try to, do you want to like interface with some of these people directly or do you just want to let your actions kind of be the, 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 the new normal? For sure. I mean, my actions over most of it is what's going to help. I know people have had a lot of harsh things to say and that's their opinion and, you know, some of it might be true, but I don't really... That's their one of what they're gonna say, and I just do the best work I can. Let you know my on-track performance show, you know, for that. And if I made some mistakes, and I'm working as hard as I can to fix them, I know I have, and, and that's what I'm gonna do. Can't control what they say. DustinLavinoJC.com. Kind of off Zach's question, with Noah coming up to you post race, you know, personally, like how much does that mean to you that a fellow competitor did come up to you and congratulate you? Yeah, definitely really cool. Um, I definitely didn't expect it, so it's cool to have that, and you know the. You know, to have you know somebody like that show respect is it means a lot. And looking back on this week and the totality of it, you know, a week ago today with Martinsville, like how how, how stressful has it been on you? Uh, it's been a lot, but I feel like going into this weekend is I max maximize my compartmentalize compartmentalizing skills and and went to race. So um, it was uh, definitely a lot. Learned a lot and you know moved on and it's been able to cool to be a champion now. Thank you, uh, Luis. Luis Torres, the, the from podium finish. Just simply how satisfying and gratifying to be battling with the JRM guys with just respect and admiration, as the drivers have mentioned, that it felt earned that you were the car to beat. Yeah, really cool to be able to race them, and I feel like we put on a great show, like I said, and um, really cool to you know uh, be able to get our team a win. Um, I feel like that they deserve to our whole organization and, and manufacturer. So. Um, it's really cool to be able to race with them like that, and hopefully we put on a great show for the fans, and, and hope, hopefully everybody enjoyed it. Go to Reed. Uh, Reed Spencer with the NASCAR Wire. Um, it looked like in, in one stage of the race when Noah was ahead of you and Allgaier was behind, that Noah was slowing down in the corner, holding you up a little bit, and trying to get Allgaier to get to your bumper. Did you Did you ever feel outnumbered out there? I mean, we're 25% versus 75%, but that's part of it. And, you know, we raced really hard, and, and we were on the other side of the outcome. I'm very proud of my team's performance and, you know, what we did today. Very proud of the pit crew and, and, you know, everybody that was part of this whole situation. Go on the far left, and then we'll go over here. Yep. Hey, 
Ty. Uh, Adam Carabine from RacingRefresh.com. How important was it for you today to run a clean race? And I guess if it had come down to it at the end where you were in second and, you know, had to go for a Hail Mary sort of thing to, to t- get the championship, is that something you would have had to think twice about? or? <laughs> well, first of all, it's just I don't believe in any hypotheticals, but, you know, it was very important to have a great race. And like I said, I feel like we put on a great show for everybody. We had a lot of great clean racing and ended up on the other side of it. Go right here. Uh, Steven Stump of FrontStretch.com, uh, Dale Jr., and kind of gave the message to his drivers that he wa- wanted to race you cleanly. What he wanted to win the championship the right way. Um, going into today's race, were you concerned at getting payback, whether it was from JRM Jones or someone else? Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I that's out of my hands, and like I said, just kept my head down and raced really hard. On my respect, Dale, um, and a lot, and you know, and and to be able to you know have his nice words said to me is is really cool. Jonathan? Jonathan, if you held the racing experts, you know, having so many different experienced teammates in Cup, you know, Denny, Kyle, Martin, did you lean on them throughout this week, and did they give you some advice that you kind of parlayed into the race? For sure. I've got great teammates. Um, every one of them mean a lot to me, and, and, they, and they, I, they've helped me out a lot in my career. So, you know, to be able to have our, our private conversations is really cool, and, you know, the end up where I'm at as a champion is awesome. And it just shows, you know, all the hard work behind this organization, and they got one more to chase tomorrow. My cousin actually is pitting on the 20, so uh, he's going to go with his first year at the championship for us. So I'm hoping they can get it, get it done. And anything that you maybe heard from them that kind of played out in the race you could apply today? Yeah, like I said, all, all our conversations are private, and, and I enjoy you know every one of them with you know all, all of our fellow teammates, and you know and it's uh, means a lot to have great people you know there beside me. Do we have any questions in the press box? Okay, we'll stay down here. Hi, Ty. Michael Manny, the Lumberjack. So I'm Lumberjack. sure this. Yeah. Uh, Flagstaff, Arizona. I like Out it. of trees. Uh, I'm sure this. I need been, to watch out for you, man. <laughs> I'm sure there's, this has been quite the roller coaster of a week. You know, with what happened at Martinsville. Yep. It's a very tense, you know, weekdays this week, and now winning your first championship in the Xfinity Series. What do you think you'll remember the most about this time when you look back on it? Um, you know, just teamwork and execution and hard work and discipline and, you know, being champions. That's what I remember it as. It's just awesome to be a part of it um, and, and to be a part of this whole crew. I feel like this is a special crew. And I feel like, you know, crews like this don't come around that, that often. And uh, to be able to do it and, you know, to be able to, you know, for me to win my championship, you know, first year is really cool and, and it means a lot. So, um, you know, I feel like Xfinity Series does a great job with their race and I hope it never changes. Um and we'll just keep going forward, and hopefully there's more great racing, and all the fans enjoy it. Good job. John Harvillen with the Circuit Journal. Uh, just how much or in what ways has running cup races this year helped you to get to this point tonight? Uh, it helps for sure, and I'm very thankful for the opportunity from, you know, Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin and, and you know, everybody at 2311. I'm very thankful for the opportunity. Um, and, and, you know, I feel like it helps um, a good bit, but I feel like, you know, the cars are so different that it's hard to kind of really relate. And I think more of it you get off of is, you know, uh, race craft and, and so what like that. So um, it, it's definitely helped. To uh, read. 
Reed Spencer, NASCAR Wire Service. Um, given the importance of winning this race and this championship the right way tonight, were there any moments out there on the racetrack where you didn't take a risk or where you may have restrained yourself from making a move you might otherwise have done? Um, you know, I feel like, like, you know, like the JRM guys said, we raced really clean and really hard all day, and there's definitely times that we're both of us, or all of us could have taken advantage of each other, um, but we didn't, and we raced really good, so hopefully that puts the... Uh, I earned some respect back, and hopefully the fans enjoyed it. Move up here to uh, Tom. Tom Bowles, Front Stretch and CBS Sports. Ty, so much is obviously focused around, you know, what happened at Martinsville. But, you know, the stats are clear. 11 wins and 51 starts. Um, a championship, like you said, in your first full-time season, and you're only 20 years old. You know, how quickly do you think you can take that success up to the Cup Series and have you even had a chance to process yet or just think about you know, all that you were able to accomplish in such a short time? For sure. I think that comes down to hard work and dedication. I have a love for the game, or the, the racing, and, and you know, it kind of overcomes all of the, the pains and struggles that comes with you know, making mistakes in front of millions of people at 20 and learning from that. So um, I definitely enjoy it. And you know, when you enjoy work like this, is you all everybody knows in here when you enjoy something you you love it and you know there's no motivation that comes with it if i need motivation for racing then i shouldn't be doing this in the first place i don't truly believe in motivation it's all temporary um it's little bursts that you'll never <laughs> it's what you got and i love racing so it's always everything i can do to get better watching film learning how to answer your guys's hard questions and and you know making the right decisions and and so uh i just enjoy the whole ride thank you come up here hey ty um Sort of, you know, after such a huge accomplishment like this, winning a championship, how do you go about celebrating, especially knowing that you got to be in the cup car bright and early tomorrow? For sure. You know, at the end of the day, racing is more important than celebrating is, and celebrating isn't going to make me better in the race car at all. So, And I'm 20, so um, I might have another monster and call it a night and go, you know, wake up tomorrow and go, you know, have a whole new day, one more race, last race of the year. And um, with with that, you know, there was a – you touched on the noise that you faced the, the – coming into the race this week a little bit um how what does it mean for you as a driver to be able to kind of put your head down stay focused on the goal at hand and then come through and execute in a situation where it feels like um maybe a lot of the odds were possibly against you for sure i think it comes down to compartmentalizing your feelings and you know your team doing the same and, and working hard they're always behind me and they have you know the they make the the right decisions and my pit crew does a great job i have an awesome manufacturer i feel like the best manufacturer and, and toyota's such a wonderful job um, and, and all they do. So, um, and, and my sponsors, Monster. I have so many. Um, you know, Interstate. That, you know, are behind me. Okay, we'll take a couple more. We'll go Matt, and then wrap up with Zach. Just one more from me. Um, you mentioned, you know, how long we've known each other, and yep. I remember, like, in your late model days, you were um, way more. Your interviews were a lot more natural, right? Yep. And even like when you won Daytona Road Course, I remember your post race and how. Candy. I got all my tears out that night. That's why yeah. I didn't have any today. Like you, were, you were raw and you were authentic. Yep. But like We've made a lot in the media sure. about how you read your talking points now, and you've had to be a little bit more guarded when it comes to your image. And I'm wondering how challenging has that part of it been because I think you want to be authentic and natural with us, but also sometimes it comes with saying the wrong things and finding yourself in difficult positions. So as you, you know become a cup driver, is that part of the challenge and, and realizing how much do you share and how all that works? Yeah, first off, you know, I feel like for me, the biggest thing is, is all the stuff I say comes from the heart. And, you know, and, and if there's stuff that, 
you know, that needs to be brought up, that needs to be said that I don't agree with. And, you know, sometimes I don't agree with and won't say it. So, um, firstly, I just want to say that all the stuff I say is from my heart. There's definitely guidance. I'm 20 years old in front of millions of people that I'm getting interviewed by. Um, and people can take that and use it as a completely different way what I was trying to say. So there's a lot lot of that. But, you know, it just comes with learning and comes with growing up and maturing and, and you know, having time, um, you know, and, and learn how to handle hand, handle all you guys. You guys do good. You guys do a good job. <laughs> good pat in the back. Well, we'll wrap up with Zach. Uh, talked about maybe having another another monster than heading, heading to bed uh, with the cup race tomorrow. How do you plan to actually celebrate this championship, and when when will you allow yourself to really process what happened and what you did? For sure, you know, I at the end of the day, like I said, celebrating is it going to help me win a race tomorrow or do a great job tomorrow? So you know, we'll put that behind me, and you know, I'm not here to celebrate. I'm here to win races, and you know, that comes along the way with it. Um, and you know, I have a great car, great um, you know, Monster Energy 23. Jumpman, Camry, TRD, tomorrow. <laughs> it's a lot of words, guys. It's a lot of words. Um, you know, and, and so I'm very excited, you know, to go tomorrow and, and to go race, and, you know, we'll we'll figure that one out next week. Okay, we'll take one more. Uh, Lee up front. What do you think about the bling? Huh? You keep playing with it. It's tight on my finger right now. And it's kind of my hand's kind of sticky too from the monster, so it's like I'm like I'm trying to loosen it up enough to where I feel comfortable. <laughs> I'm never gonna. This is my first ring ever, so looks good though. You digging it? Oh yeah, all of it. <laughs> now I can give people knuckles and it hurts them, not me. <laughs> right? We've all been through that. All right, Ty. Well, congratulations on the championship. Right. Outstanding Thank season. Thank you guys. Thanks all year. And good luck tomorrow. Had a good year. Uh, I know. I know. You know. It was disappointing, obviously, two cars get into the the final four. Um, you know, with the move at Martinsville, but um, Ty Gibbs does bring home the hardware and the NASCAR Xfinity Series Championship. We're all expecting him to go to Cup next year. So, um, interested to see how this program uh, goes in the future, Rowdy. Uh, Brandon Jones going over to Junior Motorsports next year, uh, taking Menards with him, and then. Uh, you know, how, how Joe Gibbs Racing's Xfinity program is going to be. You know, will we see John Hunter Nemechek in a car? Will we see Sammy Smith in a car? Uh, still a lot of questions that have to be answered, but, um, you know, the, the speed's there. Um, you know, not easy when you're up against three junior motorsports cars. They've been strong all year, all three of them. Even Sam Mayer, even though he didn't win this year, still um, was up there com- leading laps, competing for wins. So um, junior motorsports gave uh, Ty Gibbs a run for his money for sure. Um, Ty had earned that one, you know, wasn't given to him and, you know, had Noah Gregson breathing down his neck in the final few laps. So, um, you know, interesting to see that, you know, it comes down to those two and, um, you know, we'll have to see how these two do in the Cup Series in the future. Uh, 
really good duo with Eric Jones and, and Noah Gregson and then Chimelite. They're a Chimelite team now. Uh, I'm thinking GMS has really, really come out front. Yeah, GMS is looking good. Uh, they already made the announcement uh, next year that Daniel Dye is going to be running the 43 truck in the NASCAR camping, or excuse me, the NASCAR Crafts and Truck Series next year. Um, and Rowdy, another, another little news nugget I can throw out too that hit my my email inbox Friday: uh, Rev Racing going to the Truck Series next year with Nick Sanchez. So uh, the Arkham Menard Series champ is on the move to the Truck Series next year, and. Yeah, but Petty GMS looking good with Jimmy Johnson. You know, he's going to attempt the 2023 Daytona 500. Um, be Jimmy's first race since the 2020 season finale in NASCAR. So, um, coming back from the IndyCar ranks and now, uh, you know, setting the sights on the future in NASCAR. Well, um, Well, Rowdy, you got to see the Cup champ uh, win at Gateway. Uh, I know that wasn't an easy win for him. He had to pass Kyle Busch late, but Joey Logano did win at Gateway. Uh, also, like you mentioned, the Coliseum win as well. So, um, I mean, before we go into Joey here, uh, I mean, what, what what are your thoughts on his season? Uh, you know, after the Vegas win, it just seemed like that team was uh, was was basically the the heavy favorite going into Phoenix. Shock Joey Logano was the champion. Um, like we mentioned, uh, all four pole fitters won their race at Phoenix, so that was kind of a good omen for them. Uh, not not surprised Joey won. Uh, Penske was quick. I think the Vegas win kind of opened the doors for sure. Um, you know, I, historically, that driver that wins the race in the round of eight typically wins the championship. Not always, but um, it's definitely a good. In this playoff system, it's good to have that win and being locked into the championship four without having to worry about the other two races. So um, it was an interesting season rally. I think, like like we we talked about in the show, a lot of parity, uh, just a lot. Nineteen different winners this year. Um, almost out of twentieth with Ryan Blaney. I thought that was going to happen, but uh, couldn't couldn't get up to his teammate there at the end in Phoenix. But uh, did win the All Star race though. But uh, yeah, rally. Uh, we got a lot to look forward to next year. Um, you know, with NASCAR, you know, Daytona, we have Speed Weeks coming up. You know, you said the Rolex, and then uh, hoping to be there with you for the Speed for uh, for Speed Weeks, uh, Daytona. That's what I'm hoping for right now. Um, still working on it, but uh, yeah, Rowdy, I, you know, it's a good year. Um, you know, I, I hope uh, hopefully we get these cars safer. Um, that, that, I think that that's the number one thing. Um, you know, good to see Alex Bowman back. 
Um, you know, unfortunate to see Kurt Busch uh, before his career-ending accident at Pocono. But, uh, you know, I'm glad he's okay. And, uh, you know, Rowdy, uh, before we play Joey here, um, it's funny because I remember talking to Kurt Busch at Dover one time. In the media center, we were just talking about baseball and uh, telling me he was going to try to get down to the, the new ball well, at the time, the new Braves ballpark. So, uh, you know, kind of told him some minor league stadiums in the area if he was visiting. I said, if you come to Pocono and stuff. So, just wanted to share that quick. And, uh, you know, Kurt Busch, the 2004 NASCAR Cup Series champion, uh, retiring from full time racing. That was announced at uh, Las Vegas Motor Speedway's home track. And, uh, Tyler Reddick going to step into the 45 next year in Rowdy. Um, I'm kind of I might be might be putting Tyler Reddick as my early uh, title favorite for 2023. I think I think he's going to do really good next year. joined by two-time NASCAR Cup Series champion Joey Logano, driver of the number 22, Team Penske Ford. Uh, we'll go straight to questions. We'll go to Jerry and then Zach. Jerry Jordan, kicking the tire set net. I'll follow up on my statement. There was never a doubt in your mind. What was it like during the race? Uh, you know, you pretty much dominated. Yeah, I mean, we had a, a good car, and, um, you know, we. I told the guys after uh, – we put it on the pin the other day. I said, "Well, we got them down. Now we put our foot on them, right?" That, that, and that's the attitude you got to have, right? It, it's the what it is when it when it comes to this level. Um, your, your feelings are checked at the door, and, and it's all about winning and nothing less than that. And so, when you get this far, um, I said it all week. It, we, we weren't satisfied with being in championship four. There's nothing to celebrate for us. Um, you know, we've been here before. We know what it feels like to lose. And it's the worst feeling in the world, if I'm being honest. And, and winning is the best feeling in the world. <laughs> so uh, it, it's great to, to be able to accomplish it. <clears throat> I said that this was revenge for 2020. Um, it, sure, it certainly was um, something that's going to stick with me for a while. So uh, just super proud of this race team, super proud of everybody on it, um, not just the 22 team, but everybody that uh, puts a, a bunch of effort into this. Right? You think of everyone at Team Penske, uh, everybody at Roush Yates, Everyone at Shell and Penzel at Ford, um, you know, everybody that that really supports us, and, and not just right. You guys know how it is. You're you're gone and you're on the road all year long. It's a grind, right? And if you if you have kids, or your spouse is pretty much raising your kids alone. It's hard, and it's not just for me that way. It's it's, it's everybody that's on this whole this whole series all year long. So um, you know, in, in, in hopes that you win a championship. So. Uh, I found out in 2018, I say it all the time, I found out in 2018 that how big the team really is. Um, and, and I carry that weight with me now, knowing how big it is and, and the impact it makes on their families. So a lot more gifts under the Christmas tree now. Uh, so I'm excited about this. We're going to go to Zach, Jenna, and then Dustin Long. Zach Sterniello, NASCAR.com. Joey, um, first of all, congratulations. Uh, but also, you, you're now a two-time champion. Um, there's only one other active multi-time champion. What's the significance of having a second now and uh, chasing uh, chasing more? 
Um, yeah, it's great. I, I guess I haven't really put much thought into it yet. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome to, to hear it. Um, I guess the greed of me feels like I should have four or five at the moment. <laughs> uh, so I, I guess the feeling is it's about time. <laughs> um, but uh, that's just how I am and how I work, I guess. But um, I, I, this this one's special for a lot of reasons. And um, one thing that I think probably stands out the most to me is just the way Paul did it. And we all did it together. Um you know, all the way through, and I feel like that's probably one of the most special things. When we won in Vegas, um, <clears throat> you know, we, we sat down Monday and, and started coming up with uh, a meeting agenda, uh, a bunch of meeting agendas that, that we can go over and, and, you know, reviewing film together as a team, going, uh, you know, pit stops, reviewing rolling times on pit road, reviewing, and just all these little subcategories that, that happen and just making sure the details are all in the right place. That was the difference maker. We knew car, we would make those decisions and we knew we'd be, be close because um, we had plenty of time to really go through all that and we weren't bad here in the spring. Um, <coughs> but we knew details were going to be the difference of winning and losing. And we had the advantage, um, you know, those two and a half weeks to really work together and do that. And uh, it's a grind. I'm telling you right now, it's a grind the last two and a half weeks of just this is all we thought about. And there's really, you know, you put everything else, any other distraction gets put to the side. Um, and it's tough for, for everybody. It's tough for everyone's families, and um, which you have to, right? You can't waste the opportunity that's, that's here in front of us. And um, all the way through the weekend, right, when it came to practice and, um, you know, right before qualifying, we were in Paul's bus at 6 o'clock in the morning going through things. That's <coughs> we were in there this morning at 7 o'clock going over stuff um, to make sure we're prepared for today. We made sure that there was no stone unturned um, when it came to preparing for this race. Um, and when you saw how confident I was and my team was, it's because we're truly ready. And you can't fake confidence. I mean, you can maybe show it a little bit, but um, – truly deep down inside you have to believe that if you're going to be ready for this battle ahead of you and uh, i've never felt more ready um and a lot of credit it goes to paul uh for taking the time and the effort of and forcing us to to do it together um as a team right it's just there's plenty of crew chiefs are up that early i get it but they're not doing it together with the whole team um and i think that's a difference maker for us as well on a more somber note um i know that you were close with the jgr family prior to 2013 um given um the tragedy earlier uh, today what what were your emotions when you found out yeah i mean i found out um before the race and, and I, I still honestly don't know the details of, of anything um <coughs> and you know it's just such a it's an interesting spot you know as you sit there preparing to run a championship race and then you hear somebody that uh, is been in your life, right? And, and, and you know, known for a while. And um, I still don't know the details, but um, it's just sad. I, I don't have words to to explain how that is. And um, I feel for Ty more than anything, right? I mean, you take all the championship racing stuff out; it doesn't matter at the end of the day, right? I mean, it's great that we're up here when we won a championship, but you know, if something happens to your family, it doesn't matter. You know, for the whole sport, it's just it's a sad day. Um, you know, and for me, it's a, it's a bittersweet type of thing, right? Because here we are winning a championship, and here we are one of the people that's a leader in our sport. Um, you know, and someone I've known for a while is, is gone. And I don't really know how to explain that and how hard that is. And obviously our 
prayers and thoughts go to the to Gibbs family and, and everyone over at JGR and you think they've had a rough run at it. Um, yeah, I couldn't imagine you know how Joe feels right now. Um, yeah, I don't I don't really know what else to say. It's just that's hard. I I couldn't imagine. I don't I don't know what it's like, but to lose a dad, I mean that's just hard. We'll go to Jenna, Dustin Long, and then we'll check in upstairs in the press box. Jennifer, AP, congratulations, Joey. Um, Roger was in here. He, t he said that uh, when Brad was leaving, he told you that like, you're now the veteran. You got, you, you know, you're in charge. You got to step up. What did you do to to meet that um, request of his? Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's just me. Um, you know, it's stepping up. I, I feel like Blaney's stepped up a lot, and Austin is, is a good leader right off the bat, too. Um, and with this next-gen car, you know, it, yes, my experience is valuable because um, I've been around a long time, and I know how things work, and I know the sport works and, and those type of things. That's that's all well and good, but I had to unlearn a lot of things when it came to the race car itself. <coughs> so, um, you know, I feel like we – I, I'm not the type of leader that wants to be on a pedestal above everybody and say, hey, I've been here the longest, listen to me. Like, I, I don't, that's not how I do it. It's not how Paul does it. It's not what I think is best. Um, I feel like the best way a lot of times is to, to, to really get everyone's opinion and gather it and, and form your own opinion. And, and if it's something you feel truly strong about, you you fight for it. Um, right? And then as a team, that's what I want. I, I want my, you know, my, my teammates as drivers to to voice their opinions and put something together. And when we feel like something's right, we, we form one voice um, together. And the um, <coughs> same thing all the way through it, from, from TC all the way all the way down. Um, that's that's what we want as a race team. Um, you know, and, and that means there's hard conversations. You just have to have them. That's, that's good to have. And, um, you know, as a leader together, it, that's okay with me. I'm fine with the tough conversation. I love tough conversations. They're, they're better. <laughs> if you ask me, that's what you, it's what you always need. That's where growth comes from. Um, it doesn't come from shoving things underneath the rug. Um, so this is um, this is great, and that's what I mean. This is where the hard conversations happen, right? And they they come to championships at the end of the day. And when you think of what uh, Penske was able to do this year at the team car championship and the cup championship. Uh, the same year, never been done before. Uh, that's a that's a really special uh, thing. So, um, I don't know what they have planned for this one, but I'm sure it's going to be a fun off season for us. <laughs> right. We'll go to Dustin Long to the press box, and then we'll go to Dustin Albino. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Uh, Joey's your reference. Um, on a day that that Ty loses his father, your son got to walk with you to go get the checkered flag get in the car, do donuts, ride to Victory Lane, and, and be a part of this celebration. What does it mean to be able to do that with your son and the perspective that it happens on a on a day like this with, with fathers and sons? <coughs> that just goes to prove that you got to cherish every moment in life. You don't know when the next one happens, right? You don't know when, when your number's called. You just don't. And, um, you know, it's we always say God has a plan, and, I agree with that, but it doesn't make it easier, um, right? And so it's definitely it's challenging for for a lot. And for me, um, you know, having Hudson with me, and and we left Jameson and Amelia at home uh, just because this time change was. We tried to make this happen. We really, really did. Knowing that we won a few weeks ago, we tried to put them on West Coast time, 
Turns out Jameson wakes up at 5 a.m. no matter what time you put him to sleep. You can put him at 10 or 6.30. He wakes up at 5 a.m. Um, and he's a machine. <laughs> so he said, you know what? You're staying home, bud. Uh, love you. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, Hudson can sleep in a little bit, so that's good. And, and so uh, we brought him along. And honestly, ever since Kevin took uh, Keelan uh, in Michigan for a ride in a car, I said, I want to do that. Like, I, I always wanted to do that just because, I don't know, it's cool. Like, my Hudson and I, like, I mean, he's our oldest, so we have a, you know, a, a connection there, and he's four. Like, you know, two-year-olds feel harder to get there. As they get older, you know, you get to a point where you see their interests and stuff. And um, Huddy, uh, every night before he goes to bed, he wants to talk about uh, race cars, and he wants to talk about his go-kart in the backyard. And we have a connection of, of you know, shoot, we read car magazines. That's his that's his bedtime story. He wants to go through classic car magazines, and um, so he's into it. He, we we kind of share. It. He's he's just a little me, um, you know. I, I see so much of me in him. It's it's kind of funny, and um, yeah, like I said, I always dreamed of of winning with him here because I always wanted to take him for a ride. Um, you know, we go for rides and hot rides all the time together, and it's definitely not the first donuts we've done together. <laughs> um, but the first time in a race car, well. Not just, but on the racetrack. It's the first time on the racetrack <laughs> we got to do donuts together, um, and, and that's just cool to see him running up there, grabbing the the checkered flag. I mean, that's, and it, it, it's it's hard to explain, right? If you have kids, you 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 understand the love uh, that you have for them. It, it's truly un- unconditional love, and um, to see him smile and, and celebrate a moment together is just it's truly the most awesome feeling. Time we want it, you know, he's oh, he's like nine months old. You know, which way is up, um, barely hold his head up. So uh, now to see him running up there and grabbing the flag and, and uh, going for a ride with me, couldn't pick a better race to do that for the first time. When you were doing the donuts, I'm sure you looked over at him. So what, what did you see? What, what was his face reaction? And, and did, did it look that much more different than any of the other donuts? Or what, you know, as a father, what was it like to do that with your son? And what did you see out of his face? Well, the race cars are a little louder than our uh, Fox body at home. So <laughs> that's his favorite car. We have a 91 Fox body Mustang, and he loves that. But he loves that car. And so, um, but it has got a big old supercharged motor in it, and it does some great donuts, and that's good. And the exhaust comes out the back, and it's not that loud. Everything's okay. It is loud, but okay, and the windows are up. I said, this thing's a little louder, and the exhaust is right there. I'm like, hold your ears, hang on, you know. <laughs> and uh, so we did some gentle donuts together. Um, you know, and he's he's so funny because you know he's he's so quiet. And then when you get him home, and especially before bedtime, when he's trying to stay awake for an extra 30 minutes, uh, that's when he becomes the most talkative. And um, that's the same as I was. Right? I'm, I know I'm long-winded tonight, but. Uh, I was a shy little kid um, that was always had my my head in my dad's leg all the time when I was around people, and same same thing with him. <laughs> Going to go upstairs to the press box. Uh, Chris Knight, CatchMonster.com. Uh, Joey, congratulations on the championship. It's been since 1968 and 1969 since Ford has had a two-time Cup Series championship in their under their brand. I was just wondering what that means to you to bring that back to their wheelhouse. Yeah, it's. Um, like I said, this this championship it 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 takes an army and it's everybody and 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 how we all work together and um, like I said it 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 takes it takes a lot <laughs> um, and and Ford's engineers and the design process of uh, you know designing this next gen body and and 
um, and all the things that go along with that. Uh, it, it's been a grueling, you know, couple of years for them, um, and making sure they do it correctly and and to where we can go out there and compete for a championship. That's what the, the hopes are for. And um, you know, they brought the, a great Mustang for us, and uh, you know, to, to be able to say we won a couple championships together, um, driving a Ford. Yeah, I take pride in that. Absolutely, and uh, <coughs> we did it together, and, and that's a. So it means so much um, to me sitting here today. Um, you know the relationships that you that you make over the years in the sport. Um, they mean so much, right? With, with you guys, um, or, or with your team members, or with your sponsors. Um, you you in the you care about everybody, and uh, you know it's 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 a it's a special group that we all are, and uh, to have a sponsor, you know, with Shell and Pennzoil that me over the last ten years. Um, and for many years to come, um, and Ford uh, with Roger and, this, and and everyone at Team Penske. I mean, I take a lot of pride in that um, because it means you have to do it correctly, right? And and you know the short-term uh, deals don't work out for many reasons, and um, when you can make them work for a long time, it means you're doing business correctly, and um, and, and and you're treating people fair, and and that's what it's about. It's all about a fair deal. And um, I feel like everyone's treated fairly, and that's why everyone's happy, and that's why we can win races together. Do we have anything additional in the press box? No questions. Thank you. We'll go to Dustin Albino and then to Jonathan. Dustin Albino, J.S.K. Joe, I know you had your moment with your son in the car, but how do you celebrate a second cup championship, and is it different from the first? Um, feels a little different. If I'm being honest, it definitely feels a little different. Um, but it still feels really special. I mean, it, they, they're – what I remember of the first championship was, you know, the moment when you get out of the car and you see everybody for the first time. It, that's the most special moment of the whole thing. Um, and I knew it was going to be this time. Like, last time it was a surprise. I didn't know, like, oh, you know, so, like, now, like, seeing your team, seeing your, your wife, your kids, you know, your your mom, your dad, like, just all that stuff, like, for the first time and celebrating together uh, and really – taking a moment to really enjoy that even more so than we did last time. Um, I was conscious about that um, because it's the best moment. You know, the, the first the first 10 minutes is the best. Um, there's just nothing like it. And it's so hard to achieve it, and you just hope to have that feeling again. And so, yeah, I took my time, and, uh, and I'm glad I did. Um, and, and because, it's like I said, it's just so tough to do. We're going to go to Jonathan and then Tom. Jonathan Field, the racing experts. Joey, you came into the Cup Series as, you know, young rookie in 2009 looking for a Cup championship. Now you're a multi-time champion, a father. How has your outlook on life and winning a championship changed and evolved over time? Uh, I mean, just like everybody else. I, I, I'm no different than anybody else. As you get older, your perspective on life changes, um, right? When you're a kid, there's, you know, you take all the risk with no consequences. You don't think twice about anything. Um, you know, as you get older, you start to, you know, really matters in life and and um, in, in taking, you know, everything a lot more serious, um, you know, in everything you do um, and more just intentional about everything you do and, and why you do it and the things you say and, um, you know, because, Listen, I, they're watching me, right? Kids are watching me now. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I make sure that they I, – I, I'm going to have to have to talk with Hudson and Jameson and Amelia one day about, 
your dad screwed up a lot, and it's all on TV now. And when you're going through YouTube, don't do that. Okay, <laughs> like that's not the right way to do it. Uh, so, um, but I think being honest with them is important. But uh, it, it is, you know, something that that it, it's as you get older, you start to you think through things differently, um, and you become better. I've heard driver than I am today. I've never been more committed about it. Um, even with more, I don't want to call it distractions, but more things going on in my life. I've never had more going on in my life than I do right now um, with three crazy kids at home and um, other businesses and just this stuff, right? And and to be able to, to juggle all that and prioritize all that has been the difference for me. Um, and I honestly feel like all of it's made me a better person altogether. Long ways to go, though. I'm not there yet. I can promise you that. We go to Tom, and then we have a couple questions over on this side. Tom Bowles, Front Stretch and CBS. Uh, perfect follow-up to what Jonathan was talking about. Like, the big takeaway from this week has been your confidence, right? Not just your inner confidence, but the way that you've, you know, had this outward confidence this whole week where you felt like you've never wavered. And what has this evolution with that outward confidence been like for, for you? What, what was it about this week that, that kind of spurred that in you? I mean, you said you didn't want to play any mind games, but you really came out and said, hey, we're going to win this. And you were really consistent over the course of the last week. It wasn't meant to be mind games. You just ask me how if we were in a spot to win this thing. Um, and I truly believe that attitudes are contagious, good or bad. Um, and when you're able to bring that attitude to a race team uh, in a moment like this uh, as a driver there, that, that just carries through it. And I believe confident people win, right? I mean, if, if, if you don't believe in yourself, who else is ever going to believe in you? How are you ever going to win? Um but I also think you can't fake that. Um, <clears throat> you know, I think in my first championship four appearance, was I confident? No. <laughs> I was a nervous wreck. Um, and is, are the nerves still there? Yeah, the nerves are still there. You don't want to screw it up, right, because you got it this far. But I, I truly felt ready um, as a driver, and I felt like as a race team, we went through everything we can possibly for. We knew how to do things. Uh, we knew how to prepare. We went out and just did our job. We put it on the pin, and then we – Won the race. Like, that was the job at hand, and we, we nailed it. Um, so, like I said, I I'm, I'm couldn't be more proud of everybody doing that together, but, you know, we, we knew we were going to do it. Like, that was that was where we were at. We had the time to think about it and go through things, and we felt truly ready. And, and that's a great feeling going into a battle like this. We have two questions over here on the right we're going to go to, and then we're going to go to Michelle. Joseph Igo, Cronkite News. Joey. Uh, stage two is a little interesting there with the fuel mileage, obviously. Just kind of take me through the car and what was going through your mind as, who knows, it, if you saved enough fuel or not. Uh, but yeah, I was going off the information that um, telling me over the radio of, of have we saved enough or where we're at. And, um, you know, these days with, with SMT and stuff, they can see what I'm doing inside the car, right? So uh, they can see how much I'm lifting or sh shifting or not shifting or short shifting, whatever, whatever I, I was doing in there. Um, <coughs> and so they have a better way of calculating it better than the old days because they can. It's not just, hey, I'm lifting. I don't know, 100 feet or so. I don't know, like something like that. I'm going really fast. As 100 feet goes by really quick. I don't know. <laughs> like it's hard to say sometimes, um, you know. But but they can now see like where I'm actually lifting on the racetrack. So, um, you know, just did what they told me to do. Um, I wanted to stay in front of the 19. Um, just for track position purposes. We have one more over here on the far right we're going to get to right now, and then we'll go to Michelle and then Justin. 
Hey, Joey. So, in 2018, you won your first championship. You welcomed, you welcomed your son, Hudson, and then uh, you went on to win a championship and go through the whole motions of that year. Now, this year, right after the class, you give you and your wife give birth again, and once again, you go through the whole motions of winning another championship. What is that like, having to go through an entire season when you have infants at home, and then maybe, you know, could they be good luck charms knowing that you've won championships both seasons that you've, you've welcomed new children? It says that my hot-ass wife is a true badass. That's what it says. My badass wife is what I should call her. Uh, my hot badass wife. How's that sound? Uh, yeah, I mean it. It it takes like it's it's hard at home right now. <laughs> um, it there's a lot of a uh, lot of sleepless nights at times, and um, and shoot, I get to sleep at the racetrack, so <laughs> it's not not as bad for me or as hard for me. But um, it, it's it. I don't know if it's a good luck thing or what it is, but it's interesting that the years that we feel like we're juggling the most and, and going through a transition at home. Um, even 2020, we made the championship four. And like I said, I always feel like that race is the one that got robbed from us. Um, we were in position to do everything correctly um, and, and something of not of our own doing cost us the win. So I don't know what that is. Um, <laughs> I joked to Brittany, I said, if we win, we might have to have another kid. But uh, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, we might not do that. I think we're good with three. <laughs> All right, we're going to go to Michelle and then Justin and Adam. Joey, a little earlier you said you, you told your kids, you'd, that the ones that are home, that you'd be home soon, but first we're going to party a little bit. Um, what do you envision that looking like tonight, this week, before you get home? Yeah, I don't know, actually. Um, you know, it's, it's quite the, it's a lot going through here. I know I'm going to LA, um, so I guess I'm not going home anytime soon. Uh, <laughs> I actually don't know the schedule at all, if I'm being honest. I don't know. I know I'm going to LA. I don't know when I get to go back home. Um, so I, I don't know. I know there's something we're doing tonight. I don't know where that, I don't know. I don't know. I'm here right now, and uh, at some point I'm going to get the sticky suit off. Here's a champagne all over it, and uh We'll go from there. I have no idea. I think there's still some pictures. I'm, I think I'm here for probably another couple hours before I. Yep. Before couple I see, of hours. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I think I asked you like, uh, how much longer are we here? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> At some point we're gonna party. I don't know when that is yet, or where. Somebody has it figured out. I shouldn't be the person that ever leads a party. I can tell you that much. I'm like the the worst at partying. So <laughs> that might be a good thing. This isn't as uh, entertaining as Ben was last year, so I'm sorry. Go ahead, Justin. Greg wants to go to Chuck E. Cheese, apparently. All right. Uh, <laughs> kind of weird. <laughs> kind of creepy, man. <laughs> That's what makes it creepy. <laughs> uh, Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just joking with you. Oh, I got to pick on Greg there a little. Uh, Justin Schuler <laughs> kicking the tires. Joey, congratulations, obviously. But it's not just your second championship. You just brought Paul Wolf his second championship. I don't think anybody would have thought it would have taken this long for Paul to get his second. So how does that feel for you as a driver um, working with Paul and, and getting him that second championship? I'm just happy for him. Um, Paul wants it bad. Uh, and, and like I said, the way he was preparing, what he was doing, like he put a lot on him over the last few weeks, and uh, <coughs> I don't know how like how he handles his 
his pressure, right? Everyone kind of has their own way in what they do. And, um, you know, I'm able to shut off when I go home. And, um, you know, Paul's a lot I am. And, um, you know, if I get him to smile or cheer a little bit, I feel like I've really done something. So, um, you know, I, I feel like he holds a lot of things inside um, with him where I vent everything. Um, and so uh, it, it's been, a, I think, a tough few weeks for Paul and and his family um like i said it's hard and and the commitment that he put in the last couple weeks uh, i know his family sacrificed uh, dad time and husband time uh to do this and so obviously i greatly appreciate that um and that's why i'm so happy for him is because it it takes a lot to do it and uh and hey here we are so um i know how bad he wanted it once you win one of these things you just want to win another one even worse and, you know, he's been close, you know, a few times since uh, he won with Brad. So to bring that home with him is special. We're going to go to Adam on the far left and then to Nate. Hey, Joey. Adam Carabine from RacingRefresh.com. Uh, a lot is being made about your confidence this week, but I remember actually before the Vegas playoff race, you were telling us that you're favorited every week. And so it seems like you've had quite a bit of confidence all season long. Now, unfortunately, you haven't won 36 races this year. I was just curious about kind of what sort of strategies you use to build your confidence back up after weeks when things maybe don't go the right way. Um, that's a great question. And it is, I mean, as an athlete, you have to mentally be strong. That's that's the difference with, with I think, you know, they're able to control their mind um, in high-pressure moments, right? And, and, and uh, you, you only learn that over time your own way. Um, you can't be somebody else. I can't be the next Jimmy Johnson or whoever, right? Like, I can only be the best Joey. And uh, there's times that, you know, I, I'm so mad at myself from a mistake, <coughs> and I make them. Um, but you also got to look at mistakes as an opportunity to learn. And without taking risks to make them stronger now, I'm, I'm, I'm smarter now. Learn from it. It's over. I'm the best. Now I'm, I have another reason to be better, right? Like now I know I'm the best, right? Because I made that mistake. I'm not that bad anymore. So now I got to be better, uh, right? And it's just it, 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 a bit of it is preaching to yourself, right? I mean, a bit of it is is using these moments uh, when you're talking to the media that you're kind of preaching to yourself throughout it a little bit. Um, you know, I, I always feel like media day is the day that mentally I click, like I'm in, like that's that's kind of my motivational moment. Um, so I learned to love media days for that reason, um, because you really believe the things you're saying, <laughs> right? And, and you're actually thinking about that stuff and outside of just the race car details. And so uh, I always feel like that's that's a, a moment where I click on. Go to Nate and then Luis. Nate Ryan, NBC Sports. So speaking of media day, Joey, I was in the interview room in, for NBC, and I watched all four of you guys come through, and it was abundantly obvious, like demeanor, you know, uh, body language, what you said, like you were the overwhelming favorite. I mean, no one was more comfortable that day than you. Uh, I know we joke about the 32-year-old being like the old man of the group here, but did, did you feel like that was an edge going in? Did you sense like, hey, I've got the experience, uh, even though LA's won a championship, it just felt like you really kind of embraced that. And I'm wondering, like, are you kind of embracing that a little bit more, being a veteran, even though you're still so young, you've been around so long? Yeah, but yeah. 
you try to find any advantage you can. Um, and if experience is that, yeah, I would take that. Um, that's that's a good thing. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I I don't really know how to answer it, but I guess yeah, in a way, like you you look at your competitors, and you know you try to figure out okay, wh where's their weaknesses? And you know, I looked at a lot of them was their first time here. I thought some of them were happy to be here. Um, and you know, when I looked at our team, we weren't in that position, and and that made us different. And um, I think that was something that that set us apart. And you know, I I thought these guys are happy to be here, and they're trying to minimize the situation and saying that it's just another race. And at that point, I really felt like we were in a great spot because uh, I've been here long enough to know it's not another race. It's and and you can't minimize the situation. It's this big. It is huge, and uh, and it hurts extra big when you lose. <laughs> it feels extra good when you win. It's nothing like it. Um, and I always felt like minimizing it just helps you sleep better at night, um, but there's not the real way to do it. I love making situations bigger than what they are, even bigger, um, because that pressure to me uh, makes me better. Um, you know, it, and it, is it uncomforting? Yeah, is it is it easier for me to think in the way that uh, you know, the, to minimize the situation, to, to feel better about it. Yeah, it's, it definitely makes me more comfortable. I mean, I can tell you, I felt like I had a 10,000-pound gorilla on my shoulders, right? Like, it, it's it's tough. Like, I felt the pressure, don't get me wrong, but you got to learn to love it um, because it's right around the corner of having a moment like this. You're going to go to Luis and then up to Jeff. Luis towards the podium finish. It's been said all season long how people and drivers felt about their car. You've won the class, you, and now you end the season as the champion, the first one of this current car. How will you look back at this season, knowing all the challenges that came with it? Yeah, I think everyone could probably agree it's the most challenging year and, and unexpected year <coughs> from a lot of ways, right? So many different winners, for one. Um, seeing that, I, I didn't see that one coming. Um, you know, the, the lack of consistency throughout the field. Um, hard to, to really click off a bunch of top fives and a bunch of wins. And um, the the teams that were strong weren't strong for super long before someone else had figured something out. Um, you know, so it, it, and just the unexpected pieces that come along with it, whether it's the pit stops, the strategy, the way the races play out. I mean, boy, it, it, this year was an adventure, <laughs> to, uh, to say at the least about. I mean, just to think about um, how many things have changed from Phoenix in the spring to now. Um, boy, I mean, we're, we're so much smarter with this race car now. Um, it's just kind of crazy to think about it all. So, um, yeah, it was a grind of a year. Um, and a lot of times you just felt lost. A lot of times. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that helped me as I realized that everyone else was lost with me. <laughs> so that's one way to stay confident is when you know everyone else is lost too. <laughs> And being you being from Connecticut and obviously you ran around Georgia, what would be one message you would tell to those young aspiring competitors, especially from the New England area that wants to do this? Yeah, I mean it, it's it's neat to to think about um, you know where I came from, it's Silver City Quarter Midget Club in Meriden, Connecticut, and um, you know getting to go up there earlier this year, they had the grands there, and, and to see all the kids uh, there, and just the memories come rushing back, right, of of everything that was there and. and the fun that, you know, it was, right? Racing with your, you know, I was out there with my dad and just having a good time. Um, there's just nothing 
there's nothing like it. And uh, you probably don't appreciate it enough when you're a kid. You should never take for granted the moment that you get to drive a, a car at its absolute limit. Because you don't know how long you get to do that. And that's special. And, and I always tell the parents that make sure it's fun um, at that level. Because that's what it's about. It's about having fun and competing as a kid. And <coughs> you don't have to add all the pressure and make it a job. Right, that's that's one thing I always think about like kids racing these days. Take it too serious, <laughs> you're gonna have your whole life to make it serious. Um, and at this level, it's a job, right? And the only thing that's fun is when you win, and um, and that's just what it is. And so there's nothing like those moments, um, you know, and the dreams that that you have, right? This is this was my dream. I'm I'm sitting here living my dream. How awesome is that, right? Like you think about it, like I wanted to be a cup champion, and sounded kind of funny when I went to school in Connecticut and no one else raced and right and it was just me and I brought trophies of show and tell and they're like what the heck are you doing with a quarter midget what does that even mean and um you know I had that dream maybe I was the odd one in the class uh but this this was it um I loved cars I loved w racing and I loved winning and I just kept you know chasing my dream with all great people around me and teaching me and learning lessons and um, a lot of commitment from my family and look at us now kind of neat we're going to come up here to jeff to wrap up just want to ask you about your leadership in the sport and it seems like you've really especially the last couple of years taken um, a proactive stance on drivers uh, group and um, within nascar you're going on serious every week for your time how do you see that evolving for you now? Um, you know, you have at least used to feel like the champion has a bigger platform. I don't know if like Larson Elliott wanted to use it as much, but um, you have that sort of now for yourself. How, how do you intend to, to go with that? Um, I have a few thoughts in mind. Uh, I don't know if I should share them quite yet, but uh, it is something I think about to that point um, that, you know, that you think of, uh, being a champion of sport, you're representing the sport. Um, and it's, that's a huge task at hand. Um, I don't take it lightly. Um, and I want to make the most of it because I care, I care about us, all of us, right? This is, this is all of our livelihoods and it's a, it's our job to make it better than it was the last generation. Um, to me, like that, I think of the guys that raced before us and, and to think about what they grew our sport into, um, you know, it wasn't from just driving in circles all day long and ending in the same place, right? Like that, <laughs> it's pretty pointless when you think of it that way. But when you can really grow an industry together um, and have a part of that, right? Like, I, I mean, I don't work for NASCAR, but I have a voice and, uh, you know, I, I have opinions and I care about, you know, whether it's the media or the fan experience or the drivers uh, making sure that, you know, things are safe um, and working together with that group. Um, you know, the, the integrity of, of this is important, right? We've we got to hold true to, to what put us here, but also not be, you know, too scared to grow and try new things. And when I think of our sport right now, um, you know, we, we're definitely trying new things. <laughs> uh, new car, new tracks, and, and you look at the clash and how big of a success that was. Um, you know, you think of if, you know, shoot, it's been a long time since we had this championship format. Well, boy, boy, is it brought some drama, right? And and people tune in and watch it because just crazy things happen. You can't ever call the playoffs now, right? And that, that's because a group got together and came up with this this awesome system. Um, 
this stressful system, <laughs> uh, right? So it, there's there's a lot of things that you do. You get to sit on the board of the uh, uh, the Hall of Fame induction uh, uh, group that helps vote and persuade people on who should be in next year. I look forward to that more this time now that I know uh, what's going on there and um, and how it works and. Yeah, there's a few people in my mind that I think deserve to be in there. Um, I plan to voice my opinion on that um, when I get there. So, you know, I think of things like that, I have the opportunity to take advantage of, and um, I should. I should. I've been, been here long enough. I've seen a lot of great things, and uh, we've grown a lot together as a group. So, we should celebrate that, for one, but we should always keep looking for better. All right, Joey. Well, congratulations on winning your second championship, and uh, go enjoy the rest of the night. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Safe travels home.